0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Sunday afternoon. We're loving this. Love sunshine. Love this time of year. But you still got to know your employment rights, no matter what time of year it is, rain or shine. That's why we're here. The number is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. The Employment Hour here. You want to call or get the information. You got questions about your job, your severance, your workplace, harassment, your boss, anything under that banner, give us a call here this afternoon. Here to answer your calls, it is help at employmenthour.com, and we will very shortly be covering the severance pay calculator to find out exactly what you are owed. This is a tool that you want to use, the only one of its kind, and it's takes about 30 seconds, so we'll get to that uh, in more depth a little later on. My brother, how are you? It's uh, the week that was is, uh, is first, as always, and uh, what do you got? Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, John, it's actually been a, a very busy week. Uh, I've spoken with uh, so many people that that have heard us here on uh, CKNW, and I wanted to know about their employment rights, about uh, problems that they've had in the workplace. And that's great. I I enjoy talking to people, emailing with people, helping people out. So if you have any question, if you don't know what to do with a problem in the workplace, maybe you're being mistreated by your boss or your boss gave you some sort of an ultimatum, or maybe you're concerned about losing your job and you want to know, what am I owed and can my boss actually let me go? Give us a call right now. Let's talk about that. Let me help you solve your problems. And in solving your problems, hopefully we can help others solve their problems, people that are listening. And, of course, if you want to just talk to me privately in the office, give me a call. We'll give you my contact information throughout the show so we can talk privately or email. Uh, and, and hopefully we can connect and uh, solve some workplace problems. And as promised, the week that was, a couple of situations that have come across uh, my desk over the past few days First situation involved a gentleman uh, from Surrey who had called me and uh, his company had told them at some point last year in 2017 that they're shutting down. They actually told them it's going to be in sometime in February or March. They had a a, a kind of a company meeting and they said February or March we're going to be shutting down. This happened uh, several months ago, about six months ago. And that's all they were told. They were told stay tuned for more information. Well, fast forward to about a couple of weeks ago, the company said, well, now we're finally shutting down. It's going to be uh, I- I- at some point in early March that we're going to actually be shutting down. They gave them all letters confirming that. Now, when this person called me and he asked me, well, am I actually owed any severance? My last day is coming up in uh, in about a week or so. Am I owed severance? Uh, and I said, absolutely, you're owed severance. In fact, he had worked for the company for four years. I assessed him as being owed six months of severance. Well, what happened here? The company took the position, well, no, 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 not so fast. We gave him notice of the termination of his employment a few months ago, and that constitutes his severance because we actually don't have to pay severance if we give enough notice, advanced notice of termination. Now, John, even though that is true, this company never gave him a specific end date, and they never put Uh anything in writing. So here's the key. If a company gives you notice without a specific end date, they say at some point in the next three months they don't say on March 15th, if they don't give you a specific date, and if they don't put that in writing, the notice of termination that you get does not count. So in this case, even though they gave him about six months notice, none of that counted. So what does that mean for this person? He is actually owed six months of severance. And I've seen this happen many times. Companies often try to give advance notice, but that notice is ineffective if it doesn't have a specific end date, not a general or approximate end date, a very specific one. And John, if it's not in writing, it doesn't count. So if you don't get proper notice, like this gentleman, you get severance.
0: 604-280-9898 is the number. Anytime tonight you want to call in, Cell is star 9898 as well. What else you got for the week that was?
1: Well, John, I got a call from a person who had worked as a salesperson, uh, and he had been on 100% commission, like many people before him, and uh, many people that do that job. He was happy with it, making good money. Well, the company said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to reduce, uh, reduce your commission, but we're going to replace that with a guaranteed base salary. So instead of you making, I don't know, what is it, what is 15% commission, we're going to reduce that to about 7%. But we're going to give you a guaranteed base salary to make up for it. So we hope you're not going to lose any money that way. So we think everything is fine. Except this person wasn't fine with it. He liked being on a hundred percent commission. And even though he appreciated them wanting to give him a base, uh, a guaranteed base salary, he said, that's not what I wanted. He called me and he wanted to know, can they do that? Can they change my compensation structure? Even though it's, I may actually not be making less money. Well, the answer, John, is no, they can't change compensation structure. They can't do that. If a company changes compensation structure, even if the net result is you don't make less money, that absolutely could be a constructive dismissal. He's on a 100% commission. He kind of is is the master of his own faith. Uh, He can make a lot of money or take some time off. Whatever it is, he's fine. They change the compensation structure. He could potentially say, no, I am not going to accept that change. I'm going to treat that change as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. So I want our listeners to know that your employer can't just change your compensation structure. They can't say we're going to reduce commission, increase commission, reduce salary, increase salary, take you off commission, whatever it is, that is a significant change, no matter what that changes. As soon as we're talking about changes to compensation, that's a big deal. And if a company does that, you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal and avoid uh, working in the new with the new terms of employment.
0: You know, it's funny we talked about this before when it comes to that type of thing. Especially, you know, when you go from straight commission to base salary. Mean, hey, we're doing you a favor; we're giving you guaranteed money. But usually, if there's a change midstream by the employer, it's for the benefit of the employer, even if it's behind a curtain, right?
1: The company is not going to make a change necessarily if it's better for the employee. If they're making a change, it's better for the employer. But frankly, when it comes to compensation, they shouldn't be doing it at all. Uh, If a company changes compensation, the employee has a choice. And the problem, John, if you let the company make that change one time, is you've arguably given them the right to do it again and again in the future. And then the second time they want to do it, and the third and the fourth, you can't do anything about it. You're stuck. So if your employer is starting to mess, quote-unquote, with the terms of your employment, with your compensation, you may just want to say, no, I'm not going to do it. Leave and get severance. I
0: want to bounce over to a quick phone call before we uh, we take our first break. Got uh, Frank here. Hey, Frank, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, sir. What's your concern?
2: I work a 40-hour work week, but two of those are 12-hour days. Now, my boss or company wants me to sign a form stating because I only work uh, 40 hours a week that I'll give up my overtime.
1: Right, okay. So, no, because, they, they they can't do that. That's a great point. Uh, if you work more than eight hours a day or 40 hours a week, they have to pay overtime. Yeah, so, I, so, I,
2: I do work two 12-hour shifts, but I only work 40 hours a week.
1: So they still have to pay you overtime in this situation yeah, for those days. And, and frankly, even if you were to sign document, it, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't change that. You can't contract out of your overtime rights. Oh, so really? because of that, uh, first of all, I would tell them, no, they can't make you. They have to pay you what they have to pay you. Yeah. If they stop paying you the overtime that you wrote, you can contact me. You can contact the Ministry of Labor. Frank, they can't just decide not to pay you overtime just because of the fact that over the week you work 40 hours. Okay, I have one other question if you don't mind. Sure. When sure, I began
2: ahead. when I began with the company, they had to sign a bunch of forms. They didn't give us a copy, but I did get a copy of it. And one of it says that I can be fired without cause at any time, which I understand is true. But it also said that if I get fired I agree to take the minimum amount of compensation.
1: Yeah, and and that is something common. Sometimes employers, what they they understand is that they have significant obligations and they try to limit those obligations with an employment agreement. So that may or may not be enforceable. I would want to see it because for it to be enforceable, it has to be drafted in a certain way and say, Certain things in a different in a particular sequence, and if it doesn't do that, it's not enforceable. So, I, if you want to send that over to me, you can fax it, you can email it. John will give you my contact information. It'll take me ten seconds to tell you if it's not, or, or that if it is, because something like that, Frank, at some point, could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So let's take a look at it and make sure that we get it right. Yeah. Okay. I'll listen. Into- Thank.
0: Oh, there you goes. Uh, Frank, I appreciate your call. That number, Lior was speaking out to get a hold of him, and please do, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. The email is help at employmenthour.com. We'll take our first quick break here. Back to your phone calls. we got open phone lines. I know you want to talk. you got a question. Bring it on. This is the hour to do it. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's the Employment Hour right here on 980 CKNW. And back at it, uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I see you, Ron. You've been, uh, you've been hanging out through the break, Ron. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern tonight, my friend?
3: So I just
4: got part part of the gentleman when I tuned in, and it almost sounded exactly like my issue. I was employed for almost five years, and um, I had no notice. They terminated me, and when I asked them what the reason was specifically, they said, you're just not a right fit. And I said, "Is there something specific? Is it something bad I did?" They said, "Nope, you're just not a right fit." And so I had no notice; it was just gone. That's it. Um, now I know they don't have to tell you, but if they would have told, if I would have, if they would have said something, could I use that, you know, to help me with the lawyer? And I think they probably knew that. So is that basically it? They just say you're not a right fit as a standard um, wording they just use now
1: so a, a few questions, Ron. uh How long ago was this
4: uh it's probably it's very actually recent, probably last uh, this past fall
1: and I think you said you were there for five years. Did they pay you any severance uh
4: no they they did, but it was <sighs> I think it was only two or three weeks. It was very as far under of what I'm supposed to be getting.
1: Okay. So Ron, let me let me kind of break this down for you. Uh, sure. l- let's talk about the actual termination and then let's talk about what you're owed. So sure. from a legal standpoint, the company is allowed to let you go pretty much at any time and, and pretty much for any reason as yeah. long as severance is paid. So even though okay. it's not a nice thing to do at all to just let someone go now notice without explanation, they can yeah. do that. They can actually yeah. let you go even if you've done nothing wrong and even without telling you really what it is, they can use broad terms like not the right fit or restructuring or changes. They can do that. Now, that's right. not nice and that's not fair, and, and maybe some people will say that's not ethical, but right. it is legal. What they do have to do is to pay you proper severance. Yeah. Now, the amount of severance that you're owed is based on three main factors, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So you were there for for five years uh, How old are you Ron and what kind of job did you have?
4: Uh, it was basically just just over five years
1: yeah but, but what, what, uh, how old are you and what kind of a job
4: And it is um a little, little over fifty and um, it was is it was in one of the par- uh, one of the departments there In I'd rather not
1: say sure uh, right that, that's fair enough. So someone in your situation, Ron, would easily, easily be owed six months' pay. It could be as much as eight months' pay. By the way, I said months, not weeks. So from the sounds of it, you said you got two or three or whatever it is, a few weeks' pay. So this is a wrongful dismissal. It's not a wrongful dismissal because they didn't give you a good reason. It's a wrongful dismissal because they owe you severance. So uh, because this happened fairly recently, then then the, the good news is we can deal with it and, and it's not complicated to resolve these issues. So Ron, what I want to do is I want you to connect with me as soon as possible off air. I'm in the office all week this week. Uh, John here will give you my contact information, phone or email. Call me or email me. Let's connect. I want to find out some more. I want to see whatever letter they gave you when you lost your job. And on that basis, we can proceed and get you what you wrote. owed. Not complicated, doesn't take long, and uh, you rode significantly.
4: Okay, great. Sounds great. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it.
1: No problem, Ron.
0: Thank you, Ron. Appreciate that. That number is uh 283 3123. Again, 604 283 3123. Get a hold of uh, Leor's crew. That in help at employmenthour.com. Anyone else wanting to make a phone call? You still got some time here. It is 604 280 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you haven't checked it out, we'll find out what your severance should be. Severance Pay calculator.com. Wanted to talk a little bit in between some emails as well and phone calls for the remainder of the show. The uh, the worst times for an employer to terminate employment. Uh, I'm going to list them and you can uh, bark back at me and elaborate on each one For instance, um, employee asks about say taking disability leave or comes back from a disability leave, not a good time to can the
1: Man, man, man! Not a good time at all. And John, you know, there's really not a great time for the employee to to be terminated. No employee that lost his job said, "Wow, th- this was the best time ever for me to lose my job." Or that's very rare. <laughs> Most of the times when someone loses their job, it's a difficult situation. They still have to pay their bills and worry about, uh, you know, how they're going to support their family. Mm-hmm. But there are times that, from a legal standpoint, it is a horrible idea, a very, very bad idea for the company to let someone go because it comes with additional liability. One of those times, uh, John, as you mentioned, is when an employee is asking or about to take a disability leave or coming back from a disability leave. The law is very clear that an employer cannot, under any circumstances, let an employee go because they're sick, because they're about to take a disability leave, or because they've been on a disability leave. If they do that, that's a human rights violation. That's completely illegal, irrespective of the amount of severance. And I've seen many situations where an employee tells the employer, I'm about to have, say, a knee surgery, and I'm going to be going off, unfortunately, to recover for a couple of months. company lets them go. says, well, we can't afford to have you off. We need to replace you, so you're gone. Wrong. Can't do that. Illegal, okay? It's a human rights violation. Same thing with the employee being on disability leave. doesn't matter if they're off for a week, a month, a year, or longer than that. The company has to take them back. Can't fire them because they're off on a medical leave. So if you're in a situation like that where the company lets you go because you're on a leave, asked about a leave, coming back from a leave, that's illegal, call me. And if you're an employer and you're letting someone go because they're on a medical leave, yeah, you have a problem. That's illegal what you're doing, and there could be significant damages that you're owed.
0: We're talking about the worst times for an employer to terminate employment when an employee makes inquiries about overtime pay or vacation pay, stuff like that, right?
1: Absolutely. So here's a scenario: employee tells employer, "Wait a second, employer, I think you actually owe me overtime for these hours I'm working every week." Uh, or uh, employee, "I don't think you're you're uh, paying me uh, vacation pay." The employer turns around and lets the employee go. Wait a second. Cannot do that. That's what we call a reprisal. In other words, the employee is punished for asking about their legal rights. You cannot be punished, you cannot be let go because you're asking about your legal rights, because you want to pursue your legal rights. That's something that the law says cannot happen. Why? Because employees should be encouraged to ask about their rights. Employees should feel comfortable to know that just because they want to understand their rights, they can't be punished, they can't be penalized. So uh, no, if that happens, the employer is going to have to pay significant compensation. You should not let an employee go because you're asking about their rights, whatever those rights are. Even if the answer is no, I don't know you over time and here's why, that's fine. You cannot penalize an employee for raising those issues, for asking questions. Uh, certainly, if, you, if that's happened to you, uh, yeah, you definitely have to give me a call right away.
0: The conversation is about the worst times for an employer to terminate employment. We'll continue that after a short break. The number to call in, ask your questions here for the remainder of the show, simple, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on yourself. If you want to get a hold of your, by the way, outside of show hours, help at employmenthour.com as well. We'll take a short break. More Employment Hour is on the way. This is 980 CKNW. You do have plenty of time to call in for a question and an opinion. Would love to hear about it. Going to get to uh, John straight away. John, thanks for hanging through the break. How are you? All right. Okay, What's so going on?
5: My, my question was, who pays WCB? Um, working for a company part-time for six years, and I've got people recently hired who got are getting more hours than me, and does holiday pay apply to part-time employees?
1: So, so your, your question is, who pays? So I'm not sure what the question is.
5: There's three questions. Does, who pays the WCB, the employer or the employee? Right, okay. Does holiday p- pay uh, apply to part-time employment? And seniority, where I've been around mm-hmm. for six years. Got it. And... Junior people are getting more hours than me.
1: Excellent question. So first of all, WCB, the employer pays, okay? The employer has to pay those premiums. And every company, depending on the industry that they, uh, they have and, or they're in, and depending on their own uh, uh, rating, approval, or, or background rating based on accidents that they've had, have a certain rate that they have to pay. So that's the company. And not only that, they are not allowed to deduct pay from the employee's paycheck. So they have to pay it on their own. Holiday pay does apply to part-time employees as well. Absolutely. If they meet the requirements. Uh, and, And the real interesting question is about the seniority. Now, are you part of a union, John? No. So if you're not part of a union, the company, strictly speaking, is not required to follow seniority lines. So they're not required to say, well, you're more senior than Joe, so I'm going to give you more hours, or "or Bob is less senior than you, he's going to get less hours. What they can't do is they can't change the terms of employment. What I mean by that is if you usually get 30 hours a week, now they decided you're only going to get 20 hours a week, well, that's a change to the terms of employment. That could be a constructive dismissal. But as long as you're getting kind of the same amount of hours you always have, whether if someone else is getting uh, more hours than you and they're less senior, that may not be fair, but it's not illegal. Does that make okay, sense?
5: Well, it's radically changed. Where I'm just getting a handful of hours, or before I was working like 30 hours a week.
1: So, so they've actually reduced, reduced your hours.
5: Oh, greatly! And I also used to be one of the supervisors. Now I'm just one of the grunts.
1: Okay. Well, what you what you're describing, John is absolutely, or can absolutely be a constructive dismissal. Company is not allowed to change uh, the terms of your employment in a significant way, which means, John, you may have a choice, or or you do have a choice, which is you can accept it and continue working, or you can say, no, I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to treat my employment as being terminated and leave with severance. Now, John, how long have you worked there for?
5: Six years.
1: And uh, what kind of well, you said you had a supervisory job before, but uh, john, how how old are you as well?
5: I am fifty seven.
1: Well, someone in your situation could easily be looking at about eight months of pay. so that that could be what they what they owe you. Now, I don't want you to quit or do anything before you and I speak because I need to understand more about the timelines. I need to understand when the changes happen, how they happen, did they happen at once or gradually. So what I want you to do, John, is I want you to give me a call at the office. I'm in all week. Uh, our other John, John Scoles, will give you my contact information in just a second. And that's you and I connect. But please don't uh, quit. Don't do anything before you and I speak. This could absolutely be a constructive dismissal, though.
5: Okay. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, John. That number, again, 604-283-3123. Again, 604 604- 283-3123 and help at com. We'll get to a, uh, another call call here as we uh, we roll on. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good afternoon.
6: I'm good, thank you. Hello, all of you there. Blessings to you and your families. I wanted to talk about reducing the tremendous expenses that ICBC pays uh, often unfairly, and here is how they can reduce it. So, um, Number one, the, I owned the car dealership before in Richmond Hill, Ontario. We also had a body shop. We always try to get the parts from the wreckers when they are new. We only need to repaint the bumpers matching exactly the color of the car, and that, that uh, reduces the cost by 90% because the used bumpers, they are practically very, very cheap. Not too many people want them because the body shops, they they, they usually take the easy way out and and get them brand new from the dealer. Okay, that's one. Okay. The, The second thing is, honestly, there are many dishonest body shops in Ontario as well as here in British Columbia. So to prevent that, ICBC can reduce their layout for repairs tremendously by putting group of cars say 100 at the time in in the area okay they have a whole big lot... Chris,
1: Chris, let me me stop you Chris, this is an employment law show, do you have an employment law question? Uh,
6: Not at the moment, I thought that (laughs) at 4.30 we can talk about anything This is the employment hour Chris, (laughs) we're talking about employment uh... law Okay, when can I call uh, and explain to the public so that they know that the cost of mm. ICBC for car repairs will come down to at least 50% less than what right. ICBC is paying now.
0: What time? I'm not sure. But for the remainder of this show, we're going to keep it to, uh, to employment. Uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. It was interesting, but just not topical.
1: Not right? topical. Uh, discussion nope. for another day uh, and, and certainly not, right. not, not what we're talking about today, which is the relationship between employers and employees.
0: The worst times for uh, an employer to terminate employment. We're listing them off here. You're explaining them if the employee is working on a fixed-term agreement that has not ended yet. That's key. This
1: is Yeah, this is important, and this could certainly cost the company a lot of money. Here's what I mean by that. The general rule, John, is if you're working on a fixed-term agreement, and what I mean by a fixed-term agreement is an agreement that has a specific end date, a year, six months, two years, whatever it is. If you're working on, let's say, an agreement for a year, a uh, one-year contract, let's call it, and the company wants to let you go before the end of the contract, they have to pay out the balance of the contract. So if you were let go three months into that one-year contract, they still have to pay you out the last nine months, even though you didn't work. So if a company doesn't realize that, they may say, okay, well, you know, we hired John Scholes for a year, but it's not working out, so we're going to let him go, not realizing that they still have to pay you that balance. I've had situations where someone was working on a four-year contract and were let go six months into it, the company had to pay the balance of three and a half years. So for a company, it could be very costly to let someone go before the end date date of a contract. Now, a company can put in the agreement, in the contract, an early exit clause, something that gives them the ability to end early. That may or may not be enforceable. So for employers, if you're going to let someone go that's on a fixed-term contract before the end of the contract, let's be careful. Give me a call. Let's talk about that. Let's make sure that uh, you know what you're owing. Uh, and, of course, for the employees, if you are in a fixed-term contract and you're let go before, you actually could have significant entitlements. So it is it is extremely important that you give me a call.
0: 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, Bretton, how are you? Welcome to the show.
3: I'm good, yes. Hello, no, thank you for having me. So I, I have a question no that uh, one employer did that I'd like to ask about. The uh, the, the first one was, any volunteers that want to uh, get some extra hours this weekend? And then after we volunteered, we were told that because we volunteered, we didn't have to be paid overtime.
1: Ooh, nonsense. The technical okay, term I- for that is absolute nonsense. If you otherwise qualify for overtime, it doesn't matter if the company says you have to do it, or you say, hey, I'm available if you want me. If you work the overtime, you got to get paid the overtime. It, it's as simple as that. There's no way to avoid that. Uh, and you can't say, well, because you wanted to, you volunteered, we don't have to. No, that, that would be uh, illegal, absolutely.
3: Uh, do I have time for two more quick questions? Sure, sure. Okay, uh, uh, when I gave my two-week notice, he said he didn't want anyone around that didn't want to be here and told me to leave immediately. No severance, no nothing. I looked all over my contract, and it didn't say anything about uh, being fired, being let go, or giving two-week notice. There wasn't anything in the contract about it one way or another.
1: So if you give the company two weeks' notice, so saying, I'm, I'm gone in two weeks, and they say, well, too bad, you're gone now, they have to pay you out that two-week period. They don't have to pay you your full severance, but they have to pay you out those two weeks. If they don't, uh, and if they haven't, you can call me, or for this, because we're talking about two weeks' pay, you could potentially also call the Ministry of Labor. But yes, the rule is if you give notice and they let you go before the end of it, they have to pay you the balance of the notice that you had given the company.
3: Okay, one, one last question with respect to my current employer. If I do over eight hours in one day and under eight hours the next day, do I still get overtime for the first day?
1: You do. You do get overtime for the for the uh, the one day, absolutely. In some situations, you can enter into averaging agreements, but if you haven't, then yes, you you can absolutely, or you absolutely have to get paid overtime if you work more than the eight hours.
3: More than did you say eighty or more than eight? Eight. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much for confirming
0: that. Thank you. Right, we appreciate uh, your call. You need any more questions answered? Six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three or help at employmenthour dot com. Or you simply want to know your severance should be severance pay calculator dot uh, com as well. Talking about the worst times for an employer to terminate employment when an employee announces uh-oh, pregnancy or comes back from a maternity slash paternity leave.
1: You know it is. You know almost sad that you know we have to go on the radio in in two thousand and eighteen huh. and talk about employers not being allowed to let someone go because they're taking a maternity leave or parental leave. Uh, and, you know, it should be obvious and it's not that complicated. But John, not a week goes by when I don't speak to people uh, that have been let go because they're on mat leave or about to take mat leave or coming back from mat leave. Uh, and and you know it makes me shake my head, but it's a reality that employers get this wrong all the time. So for those individuals, let's make it very clear. An employer is absolutely not allowed to let an employee go because they're about to take a mad leave or because they're on a mad leave. We're coming back. They can't penalize an employee. They can't reduce their hours. They can't discipline them, uh, reduce their compensation. None of that applies. An employer is also not allowed to decide, oh, you know what? We like your replacement better than we like you. So we're not going to bring you back. Nonsense. You can't do that. You, this is one of those uh, situations where there's just not a lot of wiggle room. Uh, if you're on on a mat leave, you have this dome of protection around you. You have a right to your job. You have a right not to be uh, punished. You have a right to the same compensation. And anything other than that is illegal. So it is a terrible time, both from a a moral standpoint, but also from a legal standpoint, for an employer to let an employee go uh, when they're about to take mat leave or while they're on mat leave, uh, that's wrong. And, and so many companies still today, still today, John, get this wrong. Uh, they do it in an illegal way. that will be a human rights violation. That's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. Uh, it's, it could be a wrongful dismissal. So it's a whole bunch of things wrong and illegal at the same time. Certainly, if you're in that situation, uh, first thing I'll say is I'm sorry. But if you are, give me a call. Let's fix that problem. By the
0: way, the number to get a hold of the OR anytime, 604-283-3123, VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca online as well. We'll take uh, one more short pause before we take the rest of the show through. Phone lines rope open. you got something to say. you got a question. You can do so over the last few minutes, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's the Employment Hour at 980 CKNW. You still have time, indeed, to give us a call, ask your questions. We'll get to that in the severance pay calculator, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, in more detail. But first, we'll, uh, we'll take a phone call. Hey, welcome to the show. How are you?
5: Very yeah, good. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Sure, pal. What's up?
5: I am
3: wondering if a company is uh, put into receivership by the bank. Do severance rules still apply?
1: Well, it's a good question. And the, the the answer is that generally speaking, what happens when a company is in, in receivership, they have this dome of protection around them, which means they can try to restructure or, or they have to meet their financial obligations without actually being able to, to have to uh, take any legal action against them. So the point is, if as a result of that people lose their jobs, then no, severance is not going to get paid. People line up as unsecured creditors, which means you're not going to get severance. So receivership, uh, creditor protection, bankruptcy—all those things generally mean or, or spell bad news for the employees. So unless somehow the company is able to recover and survive, uh, no, they're not gonna—they're not gonna pay severance, and there's not much that can be done about it.
2: Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, that answers my question. Basically, the company was uh, dissolved and the the assets were uh, liquidated. So.
1: And I was yeah, for, you, know, uh, you know, it's similar to, to what happened, you know, we all heard about Sears, you know, something like Sears, that. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, you know, can't do much about it. it. It is one of the few situations where employees can be left out in the cold without having their severance paid. Uh, in, you know, receivership, bankrupt- bankruptcy, creditor protection, all those things are very bad news for the employees. Okay,
2: and even if there's money left over after they've sold the assets, assets that, uh, that can't go to um, severance?
1: No, I, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna go to pay some obligations and then there's gonna be a, a person that's assigned to, des- to decide how those obligations are gonna get paid, but the chances of getting severance are, are, are slim to none.
4: Okay, alright, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for your call. Okay, severance pay calculator. Give me some details on it.
1: Well, John, you know I, I've already talked to a few people today about losing their job and what they're owed, and, and one of the ways that uh, people can find out on their own without speaking to me even how much they're owed is is very simple. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com, and once you see there, once you get there, what you see is three questions that you have to answer. You have to answer what the length of your employment is, what is your age, and what is the job that you have, the type of job. And once you've answered those three questions, you're done. It's going to tell you right there on the spot how much severance you're owed, whether it's two months, six months, 24 months, or anything in between. It's easy. It's free. It's anonymous. You don't have to put in your name or the company's name. There's no strings attached there. It's just for your information. So whether you've just lost your job and you had a very bad Friday, the company lets you go, and you're staring at this letter, the termination letter, and you want to know, how the heck am I supposed to understand if this is appropriate? severancepaycalculator.com takes seconds you're done you find out how much you're owed or you haven't lost your job but you're curious or or you're worried about losing your job check it out right now i bet you anything those folks out there who are listening who think well i know what severance is it's a week's pay for every year or two weeks pay for every year Guys, that's wrong. That's not even close. The reason I created the severance calculator, it's because so many people believe the wrong thing, and because of that, they accept pennies on the dollar. Don't let that happen to you. Try it. Just do yourself a favor. severancepaycalculator.com. dot com.
0: And kind of on the uh, the heels of that one, Debbie writes in through email, said help at hour dot com. Says always talks about negotiating severance. Uh, but my employer told me that they you know, they made me a good severance offer and they will not be increasing it. Should I bother to have my severance offer reviewed?
1: Well, the good thing is that your employer doesn't decide if it's a good severance offer. The law uh. takes care of that. The law decides whether you've, you've gotten a good severance offer or not. So if your employer thinks that they really uh, are being very generous by offering you six months pay, well, it doesn't matter if they think that. If the law says you should be getting 18 months pay, then that's what they're going to do. It doesn't matter what your employer says. Your employer is not going to say, Oh yeah, this is a terrible offer, don't accept it, right? If your employer is offering you severance, clearly the employer is gonna to say to you, It's a good offer. But here's the thing. Yeah. and John, you know this and our regular listeners know this, well over ninety percent of people are offered a lot less than their own. You know, it's probably more like ninety five percent of people yeah. that when they're let go they're offered a lot less. So Obviously, I don't know anything about this particular situation, but I can give you about a ninety five percent chance that whatever the company's offered you is completely inadequate. So call me, email me, or simply go to severancepaycalculator.com and find out for yourself. And if we determine that the company owes you more, then guess what? They'll pay you more, not because I said so, because they have to. So don't worry about what the company says, what they want, what they believe. It's your job to figure out for yourself if your severance is offer, if your severance offer is appropriate. If you don't, you'll accept less than your owed, a lot less than your owed. And a year, two years, five years down the road, when you realize that, you'll be stuck. There'll be nothing you can do. I speak daily with people that gave up tens of thousands of dollars in severance because they didn't know any better. And when they found out about it, I had to tell them you're too late. So, if you're in a situation you've been let go, doesn't matter what the company says, you give me a call. Yeah, and it's the
0: situations like that, or you know, you have to have it back Friday at 5, they can't hold your feet to the fire when it comes to a severance offer. You have time.
1: Well, yeah. And, and you know, not only are they telling you it's a great offer, they're telling you that great offer of ours expires by Friday at 5 or whatever the date is. Mm. Guess what? It doesn't expire Friday at 5. There's no deadlines. Your legal rights, in fact, are alive for two years. That deadline is a pressure tactic. Uh, it's nothing more than that. It's it, Your legal rights don't expire Friday at 5, so go to the severance calculator call me. Do you don't like me, I always say call another employment lawyer. That's fine. But find out exactly how much you're owed. And if you're owed more, let's negotiate it. It's not rocket science. It's not complicated. It could take a few days or a few weeks. Uh, And that's what you have to do because when that severance runs out, you want to make sure you've gotten everything that you're owed because otherwise, again, how are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to pay your mortgage? Uh, You don't want to be in a difficult situation. Good for
0: another week, my friend. We will reconvene this week, or at least next week, at four o'clock as well. In the meantime, yep, yeah, have SeverancePayCalculator.com. Find out what you're really owed. Email is simple, help at employmenthour.com, or simply Vancouver Employment You want to get a hold of your and a member of his team, do so. Keep that number with you at all times, six oh four two eight three thirty one twenty three. And again, email is help at employmenthour.com. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour once again on nine eighty CKNW.